Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the 10 game NBA main slate on Monday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch these videos, they're also upload on Apple Podcasts. The link is down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. Premium content offered on Patreon.com. Two different packages, NBA, NFL. Cover the main, cover the show and slates. More info down below. And the sponsor of this video, guys, is PrizePix. PrizePix is a player prop site where you can take over unearned fancy points. You can take over unearned straight up points, assists, rebounds, three pointers made. You can mix and match sports. You can take a couple from NFL, a couple from NBA. They also have college sports, they have tennis, soccer, esports. So um, if you guys want to try out PrizePix, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word. You will get 100% match up to $100. Basically, a free $100 to play with on the site. And finally, as I always want to thank you for all of your continued support on this YouTube YouTube channel. Just make sure if you do enjoy the content to hit the like button. Try to aim for 100 likes, uh, subscribe, and hit the notification bell uh, so you do want to know when I upload and go live. I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, Q&A style, so make sure to check that one out, guys. And yeah, let's get into it. So before we get into players and the prices, we can take a look back right up here from tonight. So um, I would just like to, well, ask you guys, will I ever get Anthony Edwards right? I think the answer to that is no. Uh, it's still going to be a good night, but man, these stars in the late game are really, uh, really hurting me. They're really, really hurting me from uh, the start that I had. So um, yeah, my lineup was Washington Brown, LeBron, Jalen Smith, Jones, Edwards, Pogoshevsky, and Pat Beverly. So um, I was pretty surprised about the ownership there on Jalen Brown, only 18%. Especially when we got the news that Tatum uh, was out, that uh, Robert Williams is out in a great spot there. Um, so he absolutely went off. He was someone I was really high on. One guy I did not get to, but was my favorite GPP play of the slate, Josh Giddy, 8% owned. I think he went up for almost 70 So congrats to all the Patreon members that ended up playing Josh Giddy. I know uh, quite a few of you guys uh, went there, and that was always great, great to see. Uh, but yeah, Washington was solid for value. Um, I did prefer him to, what was it, Sykes, the, the other cheap guard, just because we saw Washington play 30-plus minutes the last game. Again, LeBron is about 50% owned. This is in the big tournament. Uh, he's 90% in the uh, high stakes. Jalen Smith, 60% owned. Uh, he smashed, plus the blowout. Damian Jones, I was a little bit surprised. He was only 35% owned uh, when we got news that he was starting. A min-price starting center. Again, Ant-Man, just will never, ever get this guy right. Pogoshevsky and then Pat Beverly rounded out my lineup. So it's going to be a good night, but if the Stars could have had decent games, it could have been a great night for myself. And this is the winning lineup right now in the Hall of Famer. So 286, uh, Sykes uh, went for 30% owned. Devin Booker was 70%. He was a bust just because of the blowout. Cam Johnson, 20%. So bonus, 20%. Damon Jones, 70%. Washington, 90%. Jalen Smith, 100%. And LeBron, 90% owned. So a lot of condensed ownership here. Uh, again, Booker and LeBron being the the chalk spend ups, both right now being bust on this one. Um, let's see, was there any was there any other ownership I wanted to mention? Oh, Al Horford was also extremely popular, sixty percent owned, and Ty Jerome ninety percent owned. So uh, again, you had a lot of condensed ownership on this slate. Um, and yeah, that is it for the luck back, guys. Hope you guys had a good night. And let's start the week off strong here at this ten game slate. So Charlotte and Washington is the first game here. On the Charlotte side, well, they got blown out tonight. Let's see, do they have the stats up? Yeah, I mean, all the starters basically played limited minutes. Um, Lamala Ball, at this price point, I like he has shooting guard eligibility. He should play mid-30s minutes if the game does stay competitive. So I like Lamalo there at the top. Um, the wings don't really stand out to me. I think Terry Rogier's a decent GBP play. 
Um, again, he has a low floor, but he also has a, is a guy that can go for like 40 plus, 50 plus, even with Lamelo in the lineup. So, Rozier, whenever he's relatively cheap, is someone I have an interest in for GBPs. Other than that, not a ton else. I mean, Mason Plumlee's 5'2. Um, he's been playing, you know, around 30 minutes when Peach Washington's been out. We'll see if Peach Washington comes back. Um, yeah, not much else here for Charlotte. On the Washington side, so it looks like Dinwiddie is still out. Uh, basically, all the point guards are still out Aaron Holiday and Roland Neto. Um, yeah, Brett, we've been, we have been getting point Brad Beal last couple games, and he has been smashing. Uh, one for 63 last game. This is a great matchup. I like Brad Beal quite a bit, assuming uh, that he starts at the point guard, and I think he does. So I think the 10.4K price point might scare some people off with the way he's played this year. But when we when we get point Brad Beal, really raises that floor and ceiling. So um, I think Beal looks like a really solid spin up. I don't hate Kuzma at 8K, and he'll be very clearly their number two option. Um, it's just he's priced at a premium but, uh, again, great matchup here, so I think he's viable. Again, I, the answer is yes. I'm still tilting about Daniel Gafford from last night. Um, for some reason, he only plays 20 minutes. He was absolutely smashing 9 of 10, playing well. Just they close with Anthony Gill. You can't make that stuff up. Um, so, yeah, if Gafford plays as normal 30, low 30s minutes without Montrezl Harrell, I think he's a good play at this price. But, Little bit worried, a uh, little bit worried that he only played 20 minutes that last game. And KCP, Danny, they're fine secondary options. As I mentioned, where is he? Where's Anthony Gill? Oh, if Anthony Gill's out, I didn't even realize that. Um, but yeah, he he closed. He played 25 minutes. So maybe with Anthony Gill uh, on the COVID list, that Daniel Gafford will actually play his normal run. So uh, but yeah, nothing really else I'm interested in there for uh, Washington. All right, Houston, Philadelphia. So this one's a big question mark for me right now, right? Uh, KPJ, Christian Wood, I'm not sure if either play after what happened last game. We have Kevin Porter Jr. Again, pulling in Antonio Brown, just leaving mid-game. Like, can we talk Antonio Brown, too? Like, that's just a new way to lose money. So a player just to quit on the team and walk out mid Like, you actually can't make that stuff up. Um, but, yeah, guys like Wood and KPJ. So if they start here and there's no, like, discipline for either of them there's no limits or anything like that i think both look pretty good but i this is we gotta wait and see what's gonna happen see if they end up playing or not like if, for example if christian wood doesn't end up playing we can go to daniel tice at three five who started to play 27 minutes last game we'll like him for value um some of these other you know value guards you know say for example ken Porter jr doesn't end up playing jalen green will look better so really hard to say right now with houston moving on to philadelphia so Joel Embiid, 11.4K, I do think makes for a decent contrarian spend-up. He's been playing well of late. It's a good matchup, so no issue going to Embiid there. Tobias, more of a secondary play. Uh, Maxi at 5.9, been a little bit up and down, but the thing is the minutes have been there for him. It's not like uh, the minutes are up and down. Uh, the production's been a little bit up and down, but the minutes have been pretty solid around low to mid-30s. So at this price point, I think it makes him a fair play. does still have some upside. We've seen it a couple times from him in recent games. Other than that, I mean, Thibault, 3-7, probably plays big minutes, 37-39 um, minutes last couple games. He's a fair value, but he's really not going to do much on the offensive end. Memphis and Brooklyn, so this game should be played at a pretty fast pace. You guys know my feelings on Ja. Love Ja go, and he's been playing really well of late. I think in a competitive game here, we get mid-30s minutes. Um, I like Ja at this price. I mean, he's do-it-all guy, and uh, he's sub-10K, so I like Ja. Bain, Triple J, more secondary plays. I think I would have small lane to Triple J over Bain. Um, but, yeah, fine going landing on either of those guys. Steven Adams probably plays mid-20s minutes. 
he's a fair play at this price point. And then I'm interested to see who else they start, right? Because they have no Conchar, no Brooks, no slow-mo. So, like, do they start Tyus Jones? Tyus Jones has been playing a lot alongside John Lasko Williams, 23 and 29 minutes. So I like Jones, whether he starts or not, but would like him better if he starts. Um, Brandon Clark has been getting a little bit more run, too. He played 23 minutes last game. I think he's a decent value. I guess they could run Killian Tilly a bit at, like, the 3-4. So, like, he's a little bit interesting. Uh, but really, it's, again, I want to see what they do with the starting lineup. They have Santi Aldama came back and played, like, 12 minutes last game. But yeah, I need to see who who is going to be that fifth starter here for <clears throat> Brooklyn, right? Because we know it's going to be Job, we know it's going to be Bain, we know it's going to be Triple J, we know it's going to be Adams. But who's the fifth starter? Do they go to Tyus Jones and run a small lineup? Uh, do they throw like a Brandon Clark or Tilly in there and run a bigger lineup? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So yeah, that'll be something to keep an eye on on the Brooklyn side. Uh, with KD and Harden at the top, I think Harden's the guy you're going to look to uh, as the safer option. Has gone for 70 now in the last four games. Has had a couple of really good games, even with Kevin Durant in the lineup. Um, now, I'm not sure he continues to produce at this level, but yeah, I mean, James Harden's been playing really well, so he would be the uh, spend up I would like over Durant. Durant, 11-2, just more of a contrarian option. Um, I mean, has similar upside, but uh, yeah, other than that, for Brooklyn, Aldridge is questionable. Not a huge deal. I mean, if he misses, probably solidifies the miss for Nick Claxton, a 5K of mid to high 20s, which makes him a fair option. The value here for Brooklyn, I just don't trust the rotation right now for Steve Nash. And on a 10-game slate, I just don't think we have to go there. Orlando and Chicago. So um, on the Orlando side, we did get Mo Bamba back. This game went to overtime, so we saw some extended run for some of these guys. Um, you know, options like Carter Jr. and Franz Wagner, I think, make for decent uh, plays in the mid-range. Bulls should play big, big minutes. Again, Bamba was in some foul trouble. Only played 18 minutes. At 6.1K, it's a fair price point. Uh, we had Terrence Ross, who uh, I mentioned his GPP play tonight, went absolutely off. 35 minutes, 46 fancy points. Again, if we're going to get around 30 minutes from Terrence Ross at the bench, I think he makes for a good tournament option. The only downside is um, normally he is pretty score independent. And then, yeah, they started Tim Frazier. Um, he played, actually got a good amount of run, 39 minutes. So assuming that Tim Frazier starts again, I think he's a fair value play. Not going to be super productive on the court, but... If he's going to play over 30 minutes as a starting point guard and he's sub 4K, I have some interest. On the Chicago side, so you guys kind of know my feelings now on guys like Vooch, DeRozan, Levine. They're all more secondary plays. I mean, Vooch should probably be the guy I look to the most. Revenge game rid of, um, if you're into that, he should play mid-30s minutes. So Vooch probably my favorite option. We do have Lonzo Ball coming back, so I kind of take Kobe White out of play. Um, Lonzo himself, if there's no limitations, you can always consider him for tournaments. The value, there's not much here, right? With Lonzo back, Kobe White's going to get decent minutes off the bench. I just don't think we have to consider the value here for Chicago. Moving on to Detroit and Milwaukee. So Detroit, um, they're getting some guys back. We have Cade Cunningham back. We have Trey Lyles back. We have Saban Lee back. We have Josh Jackson back. So this team is, there's still a decent amount of guys out, but um, got like four guys back here. So, you know, guys like Diallo and Bay have been playing just insane minutes last couple games, both Cade back with a couple other guys back. Um, they're both extremely overpriced, so no interest in either of them. Cade Cunningham himself at 9K feels too pricey for me. So the top three guys for the Pistons are just out of play. As far as the center position goes, we'll see what they do with the starting lineup. We'll see if Garza continues to start or if they go back to trade Lyles. Um, but either way, there's you know the minutes are not as secure for either of the bigs. Saban Lee at 4-2, but there's no limitations. I could see him playing like mid-20s minutes. Um, but it's gonna a lot of it's gonna come down to who ends up starting here for Detroit. We also have again Killian Hayes back, like so. Detroit monitor the starting lineup here. My guess of the starters probably Killian Hayes, Cade, 
Diallo, Sadiq Bey, and Lyles or Garza, I think. On the Milwaukee side, so um, this game does have some blowout risk. Chris Milton also questionable, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Giannis at the top, if you think the game stays competitive, I think makes for a good play. The only real issue here is the blowout. Um, Drew Holiday, a little bit too pricey for me. Portis, Cousins will put center mitts. Neither really stand out. If Chris Middleton is out, like, can you consider a guy like maybe Nawara? Um, yeah, I think it would be a consideration. He's been playing well of late. You know, guys at Constant Allen probably get a little bit more run, too. So, yeah, Middleton, again, keep an eye on there. That's definitely a lot of minutes and usage to go around if you can't go. Utah, I just hate seeing Utah on a slate, especially when they're fully healthy. It's a good matchup. There's obviously some blowout risk. So, like, Mitchell, Gobert, both look pretty good. I'd probably have leaned to Gobert at 8-7. He should be able to feast, especially if Jonas Valanciunas can't go. Like, Gobert should be able to have his way against, like, Hernan Gomez. So, I think Gobert probably looks the best. But they're, everyone's just like, yeah, if you land on them as the last piece in, sure. Um, Whiteside, if he ends up playing, is always viable as a GPP play because he's going to be super productive when he's on the court. But, yeah, it's just a boring, boring team. On the Pelican side, so we've got to keep an eye on Jonas Valanciunas, Brandon Ingram. Pretty big news here. Both questionable. Both can't go. And you think this game says competitive, then you want to look to a guy like Josh Hart, who would be their clear number one guy and would probably play close to 40 minutes. So Josh Hart would make for a good play there. Um, and then guys like Devontae Graham, NAW, Herbert Jones would all look pretty good. I mean, Herbert Jones has been playing really well of late too, playing big, big minutes. But if we do have a guy like Ingram back, if we do have Jonas Valanciunas coming back, he's not going to look as good. Uh, again, NAW is only 4.1K. He should get mid, mid to high 20s minutes. It does feel a little bit too cheap. And if the game blows out, like he could play a little bit in the blowout too. So um, there is some Pelicans value that looks interesting. But if Ingram or Jonas Valanciunas come back, then probably not going to look too much of the value there. And yeah, if Jonas Valanciunas can't go, Hernan Gomez probably starts. He'll be productive when he's out there, but don't love the spot here against Gobert. All right, Denver and Dallas. So if you played Jokic last night like myself, well, you got very, very, very unlucky uh, because he had gotten random foul trouble and then the game blew out too. So you lost big minutes. I mean, someone was messaging and go, oh, never again with Jokic. Well, look what happened. 25 minutes, 44 fans. He was smashing. He just, again, random foul trouble. Can't predict that type of stuff. So um, if he plays his mid-30s minutes in that game, he would have gone for 60-plus easily. So, yeah, Jokic, once again, I really like his spend-up. I think the way he fails, as I always will mention with Jokic, is either foul trouble or blowout. If he plays his mid-30s minutes, there's a very good chance he's going to go for 60-plus fancy points right now. So, yeah, Jokic, very safe player there at the top. Uh, Composito was a guy I was all over last night. He smashed half the field, faded him, went for 60 fancy points. Now, sure. That was definitely, definitely an outlier game, right? We're not going to get 60 again from Capazzo. Assuming he continues to start, I think we get low 30s Mets and probably, you know, around 30-ish fancy points. So I think he's a fair option. Um, but, yeah, at that price point, it doesn't stand out a ton to me. Value, I mean, again, Austin Rivers will play big minutes, but it's Austin Rivers. Like, he, he could play 40 minutes and go for five fancy points, and I would not be surprised. I right, move on to Dallas. So, um, we got to keep an eye on the news here. So Porzingis uh, rested last game. We had Luke in his first game back. They took it easy on his Mets, only played 31. Um, so maybe since it's a back-to-back, Luca maybe rests and Porzingis plays. I'm not sure. They, again, we'll see. It's a back-to-back. Um, if, like, Luca ends up resting and Porzingis plays and, like, guys like Porzingis and Brunson are the two options we're going to want to look to, both lead the offense here. But assuming all three play, then there's not much that stands out, assuming that Luca is still on a minutes limit. So, um, I mean, Kleba started, but, like, he played 24 minutes. They limited his minutes a bit. So, um, yeah, Dallas, another team. We'll have to keep an eye on for the news. Miami and Golden State. So, Miami is a team that's pretty shorthanded. 
Um, going into Golden State, you know, guys like Jimmy Butler, Lowry Hero, probably all play big minutes. Jimmy had a four game tonight, uh, but we know he can go for 50 plus any single night. And again, he's going to play big, big minutes. So I have some interest in Jimmy. Kyle Lowry at 8-2. Um, again, can stuff the stat sheet, but it's a little bit of a lower floor usually than the other stars in Miami. Uh, Tyler Hero at 7.2K. Again, probably starts and plays mid-30s minutes. I think he's a decent option in the mid-range. The GOAT, as I've been saying since the uh, Summer League, I'm so happy this guy is actually getting the run because he is super talented in the offensive end, and he has been smashing 45 fancy points tonight, 22-16 and 16 for Yurt GOAT 7. Um, yeah, I, I mean... My only worry with Yurt7 here is Golden State likes running small. So maybe he does not close. But, yeah, I mean, he's playing out of his mind right now. And full disclosure, I betted him. I don't know what the odds were. I like I threw a dart throw on him at the beginning of the year to win Rookie of the Year. Um, I forget what the odds were. It was something, like, insane. But, yeah, I mean, if he continues to get this type of minutes, he can show you what he's doing. Omega Yurt7 um, is, is really, really solid. All right, and then, um, yeah, Martin here. Caleb Martin should start and play low 30s minutes. I think he's a fair value play. Um, again, going to play pretty big minutes. As far as the bench guys go, Kyle Guy at 4-1 had a big game last game, or two games ago, I should say. Again, I think he's playable, kind of offensive spark off the bench, but don't know if we get to anyone else. Stauskas, Michigan legend, been getting about 10 minutes a game, but not enough for me to really consider him. All right, Golden State. So uh, not a ton that stands out to me. Basically a fully healthy team outside of Clay and, and Wiseman right now. So Steph, again, you can always go to him for tournaments, but most more often than not, he's going to fail you at this price point. We have Draymond back, which definitely hurts the you know value here for Golden State. It definitely hurts Otto Porter a bit. He's been playing well. Wiggins, Poole, feel a little bit overpriced. And Porter's been playing well, but I think his Mets go down now. Looney against Miami, we probably get... 15 to 20 minutes going to drain my green back. They can go a lot more small ball. So like Golden City as a team just looks pretty unappealing. Atlanta, Portland. So this game is interesting here. Um, Trey Young, 11.1K. Uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on the status of some of these guys like Herder, Gallinari, right? if they're going to be uh, available for sure. But yeah, Trey Young, 11-1 uh, does feel a little bit pricey, but he probably plays close to 40 minutes in a great matchup. So definitely has some interest in him for tournaments. Capella was my favorite tournament play last slate, uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, he went off 61 fancy points. Um, now, we still, again, don't have John Collins. We basically have all the other bigs are out too. So, like, I think Capella probably plays thir- mid-30s minutes here. So, um, I do like Capella for tournaments. Um, you know, if he's going to play mid-30s minutes, he can feast on the glass against a small ball Portland team right now. And then, like, the status of a lot of these guys, like Reddish, Wright, Herter, Gallinari, we'll see if they all end up playing or not. Um, if, like, all these guys end, or end up out, then, like, Lou Williams becomes a potential value. He played 32 minutes last game. So, Atlanta, another team, it's a little bit hard to say right now with, you know, Wright, Herter, Gallinari. They cleared the protocols, but will they for sure be available? I'm not sure. On the Portland side, it's another team that's going to be shorthanded here. No Lillard, no CJ. We have Nurkic doubtful, so and we also have Anthony Simon's status up in the air. Um, could be available. So if Anthony Simon's clears and is available, no limitations, I really like him here because he's probably going to start and be one of their top options in offense. If not, it's most likely going to be Dennis Smith Jr. starting the point, which would make him a decent play in the mid-range. Um, and then Norman Powell probably plays 40 minutes. Again, he's still scoring dependence, but he's going to get a ton of shots up. Uh, Larry Nance Jr., 5'9", will start the center position and probably play low 30s. Mets think he's a fair play in the mid-range. Now, I'm not sure what's been going on with Naslittle. 
23 and then only 14 minutes last game. A um, little bit concerning, but the price has come down on him. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know what's been, why. I don't know why he's. I know he know he had like an ankle injury in this game, but 14 minutes there against the Lakers. I know it was a blowout, but that's a, still a little bit concerning. We also have Robert Covington back at four six. Um, assuming no limitations, he probably plays close to 30 minutes. Um, like how like Ben Macklemore went off off the bench. He'd be a viable tournament play just because again Portland is extremely short-handed. So we'll monitor the status of guys like Simons um, and possibly Nurkic. If Nurkic, Nurkic ends up playing, then I like him. If not, again, to meet Larry Nance playing a lot at the five. And finally, Minnesota and the Clippers. So knowing my luck, Ant Man's going to smash uh, tomorrow night after what he did to me tonight. Um, but yeah, assuming that Cat and DMs Russell are out, then Anthony Edwards makes for a solid option. He'll be the number one on offense. Um, Pat Beverly makes for a safe play in the mid-range. We'd probably get low 30s minutes. It's a revenge game narrative here, too. And they started Nas Reed. So last game against Utah, he only put 15 minutes, but he's on pace for like 30 minutes tonight. And, um, yeah, I mean, Nas Reed's a great point for a guy. So like Nas Reed quite a bit, assuming that he starts again. Not a ton else that really stands out to me, though. I mean, you can take shots on guys like Beasley and McDaniels, Vanderbilt, but... Um, yeah, I think that's it for Minnesota. And finally, the Clippers. So, again, still no Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. We do have Marcus Morris back, too, who rested last game. Clippers just love to troll. Um, you know, Reggie at 7-3 will probably be him and Marcus Morris be the top options in offense. I do prefer Morris, point per dollar, to Reggie. He's at 6K. He's been playing huge, huge minutes. Huge, huge mitt. So, Morris looks pretty good. Bledsoe most likely moves to the bench. If he does, I don't have much interest in him at that price point. Um, guys like Mann, Kennard, they probably play mid-30s minutes. Both are fair plays in the mid-range. And then uh, most likely, Serge Ibaka is going to start again at the 5. We probably get low 20s minutes from him, like 18 to 20-ish. Uh, so assuming that he starts again, I think he makes for a pretty good value play because the Clippers don't have any other bigs they can use. And then, yeah, finally, Amir Coffey at 4-3. So with Kennard back, with Marcus Morris back, he probably shifts to the bench. Probably goes back to low 20s minutes, which I don't think I would want to get to him at that point. All right, guys, that will do it for the video today. So if you haven't enjoyed the content, again, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Really appreciate all you guys' support. Uh, but thanks again. Have a great night, and I'll see you guys tomorrow in the live stream.